My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. It's just gone nine o'clock and uh, we're having a little bit of extended show just to wrap up the special focus on our AXA. And uh, in this uh, part of the show, we want to discuss how should South Africans respond or be responding to this particular matter. And uh, we speak now to members of civil society. We've got, uh, excuse me, the chairperson of the South African Muslim Network, uh, Dr. Faisal Suleiman and Nazim Adam from the Palestine Solidarity Alliance. Uh, gentlemen, assalamu alaikum. Dr. Suleiman, I think we'll start with you first. Um, how have you been reading into these latest developments around Masjid al-Aqsa? Do you foresee that uh, the extreme security measures uh, imposed by the Israeli regime will simply intensify the violence in the region? It will intensify, uh, I, I hope, some of the, the, the resistance. Um, I think we all know what is the greater play here, and that is the complete annexure of um, East Jerusalem, the expanding of the settlements. If you read, uh, you know, the Israeli foreign and the foreign intelligence minister, I think today or the other day, said that they should uh, wipe out 100,000 Palestinians by uh, allocating them now to a different municipality. Those are now... Um, uh, Palestinian Jerusalem, I think we can call him that, and bringing another hundred. Uh, this is from a settlement that is about 10 kilos away from, from the compound, but bringing those settlements into give them uh, Jerusalem geographic status, um, the municipal voting status. So this is, of course, uh, you know, playing numbers with the, with the demographics. But I think the whole point being that, uh, you know, with Trump's latitude, uh, Netanyahu is going to seize on absolutely any opportunity now to extend uh, what he already referred to as the nature of East Jerusalem and complete control of that area. Um, so, so yes, I think you know the grand plan is going to be at play. Uh, the, the big question you ask is, you know, what is it that we can be doing here, and then maybe that is what we can look at because uh, the grand plan is going to continue as it has since long before 1948. Mm. Uh, um, so. It's more what we can do than, than you know, what they're going to do, because they, they're not going to stop. Mm. Uh, Nazim, if you can perhaps come in here, you know, I've read, uh, I was reading uh, uh, one PSA activist from Scotland's comments on, on this issue. You were saying uh, resistance is healthy and uh, not to resist this atro- atrocious situation at Al-Aqsa would be pathological. Those were his words. Uh, what do you make of uh, the wave of resistance uh, of Palestinians uh, following the uh, attacks and the, uh, the extreme security measures at Al-Aqsa? I think the immediate reaction of the Palestinian people on the ground um, uh, following the closure of Masjid Aqsa on, on, on Friday was an act of resistance. The continued act of resistance is not being subjected to your, your, your metal detectors and your CCTV cameras. It's also an act of, 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 of resistance. Um, and yes, I, I, I mean, coming out of our own history, we, we, we realized that we would never have achieved 
of what we achieved in terms of overcoming uh, apartheid South Africa had it not been for forms of resistance and all forms of resistance. So I think that there's, uh, that there's a right to resist an occupier. There's a right to resist a, a racist. There's a right to resist an occupation force. And, 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 and we, we mustn't discount that. Um, whether it will turn into another intifada, um, we, we are not sure, but we know that they have put in very strict measures to, uh, to, to totally um, uh, Judaize uh, Jerusalem. Uh, there is a grand plan in place, as Dr. Suleiman is saying, and uh, we need to be aware of this. I mean, the fact that on the very first day they went in and destroyed artifacts in the museum in Masjid al-Aqsa is an indication that they want to destroy the history and the very existence of the Palestinian people. Yeah. And so every act of the Palestinian people is an act of resistance, and we need to support them. In terms of South Africans, and your first question is what we can do, I think there's a lot we can do, and we've, we've sort of immobilized ourselves, you know. Yes, I, I think there's a place for, for us to, to pray and, 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 and to, to beseech our Creator for assistance and so forth, but there's a lot more that we can do, you know. Um, a lot of Palestinian activists work very hard, and at the last policy conference of the ANC, there's a very good resolution, is to make those kinds of things reality where they, we begin to sanction uh, Israel, not just for closing of Masjid al-Aqsa, but for all the atrocities that it commits. I mean, we're sitting with the situation in Gaza of, of total dire straits at the moment, which is directly as a result of the Israeli siege on Gaza, but also because of the security measures between PA and, and the Israelis. And so we need to call out the Palestinian Authority as well and say, why are you still engaging with the Israeli authorities when they are shutting down our masjids and shutting down entire populations of nearly 2 million people mm. from basic necessities. But but also, um, you know, just to, um, you know, continue what you're saying, also from a local perspective, you know, you, you mentioned uh, some of the policy recommendations at the ANC's uh, recent conference, and we know one of them was the downgrading of the uh, Israeli em- South African embassy in Israel, mm. or rather the Israeli embassy, rather. Um, do you think these are the type of things that need to be escalated, uh, you know, from civil society to our government, rather to the ANC? I, I, I think we, in, in a democratic state, we, our, our officials and our politicians need to be held accountable and they need to follow the will of the people and we need to work uh, to ensure that we have even stronger resolutions um, uh, uh, where South Africa takes a lead, you know, in terms of our stand uh, for human rights. Um, and, and for the rights of the Palestinian people. And, and we move beyond the lip service and the rhetoric uh, to, to real, tangible um, actions. But that's on a political level. I think that also on a, on a one-to-one level, you know, uh, we need to become conscientious consumers and we need to effect the boycott against Israeli products uh, uh, more, or more stringently. And, and we need to unite and, and bring all of South Africans on board and mobilize people throughout the country to say, no, we're not going to buy this product because this is coming from Israel and Israel is an apartheid state and have a clear understanding of what that means. Mm. So there's a lot of work that we have to do as solidarity activists, but we need to get mainstream South Africa 
However, I believe a natural affiliation would be with the people of Palestine, given our own history, and, and engage them and, and, and bring them on board to the day-to-day kind of resistance and, and boycott strategies that we can use. Dr. Suleiman, if I can just bring you in here, you know, you've asked the question that, you know, if Masjid al-Aqsa opens up to its previous status quo, uh, will our outrage stop? You know, is our outrage and our consciousness and our activism only limited to Masjid al-Aqsa or does it include the Palestinian people as well? That's a really interesting question. <laughs> yeah, look, I just want to add on to that. I mean, obviously everything that uh, Nazim has said is correct. There is, there is one thing, you know, um, and this is social media, the power of social media. Um, you know, I, I know we're running out of time, so I'm just going to talk about one thing. And I think... South Africans need to pressurize our public broadcaster. It has a mandate, it has a duty mm. to report fairly and equally. Mm. There are private radio stations don't, that are owned by, you know, um, private companies that will have the editorial bias, and there's not much you can do about that legally. Mm. But the SABC is duty-bound, and we are 2 mm. million or more. with a large Christian support base that there is that makes a couple million people should be harassing SABC as to why you do not see anything except if it's pro-Israeli or sympathetic to Israeli cause on our national broadcaster. That is in addition to, of course, all the private newspapers and and all of that. That is the first thing I think, um, you know, um, uh, let me also say that the SABC at the moment is taking submissions on its editorial policy until the end of August. They will be having roadshows, but uh, also on its website is the email that you can send the comments to. I think every organization, we are busy compiling a dossier, we gladly send it out for people to send their own copy, paste, endorse, whatever. I don't think anybody should be leaving the SABC alone. Now, with the submission of the editorial policy, but in general, as to what what is the reason that we have this bias in our, in our national broadcaster. Now, secondly, I think the one thing that, is, as, as we put the, in, in the little uh, thing is, is the Muslim community has failed. You know, we talk about how the Arabs have failed, uh, have failed the Palestinians, and it's going to get worse now because of, of this new Zionist-Saudi alliance. But, but the, even South African Muslims have failed. Uh, you know, sure, we send money across. But uh, politically, actively, you know, we have one march, 100,000 people marching Cape Town in Durban. So the water is over. We go back to, as Nazina said, so the, the products, the silence, etc. And I think we should be, frankly, we should be a theme. That's why there's a bit of sarcasm in that note that we put out, because the outrage is suddenly, and of course, it's, it's rightfully so that we outrage with Nazir al-Aqsa, but the Palestinian crisis, you know, the people have been massacred, etc., for, for the past 60 years. And where has been that outrage? So I think the one place you can do from the comfort of your home and your mobile phone is to expose this on social media, to be asking all the journalists, all of the broadcasters every day, why aren't you covering this? To post a story on a Palestinian boy killed, you know, the boy in Gaza was a three-year-old who died because they wouldn't process the permit for him to get treatment. This was a few days ago. Why doesn't anybody know about that? So those are the issues. You know, until at the moment, to be a Muslim in niqab or a hijab somewhere in the world is almost seen as a dirty thing. Until Israeli supporters, until the word Israel is again associated with what it is, and there's, uh, there's a discomfort with being associated with Israel, Nothing will stop. Hmm. It will just carry on because it is a com- it's comfortable in the World Cup, it's comfortable in the Olympics, it's comfortable everywhere. Until, you know, like to, to remind people, you know, people threw, threw blood on Gary Player in the UK 
uh, they were demonstrating against the rugby team. Until we have that level of discomfort with being an Israeli or an Israeli supporter, peaceful, non-violent action, um, this will continue. And that is where the level of activism has to come. And it has to come from the Masajid. It has to come from the theologians who control our society. Until this isn't raised in the mosque, uh, consistently, vociferously, people will revert to the slumber that we're in. Mm. A very interesting point there also on that media coverage. I think, yeah, the lack of uh, media coverage on this Al-Aqsa issue, both locally and internationally, is quite glaring. Uh, Nazim, perhaps last uh, point uh, for you to raise, if you can, in about a minute. Look, um, I think that in terms of uh, what Dr. Zuma is saying, 100%, the media in South Africa uh, needs to be engaged. There needs to be an overhaul in terms of how they cover uh, and what they cover in terms of the Middle East and in particular in Palestine. Uh, the other point, I think, that is that we mustn't uh, believe for a moment that uh, we are losing. I think the fact that the Zionists are... are Pulling out all of these markets means that they are under pressure, that they are losing ground. And so the kind of um, uh, uh, situation where they just exist and everyone accepts them for who they are, they are being exposed all the time. And I think that is the reality that's happening all over the world. We're seeing increasingly um, solidarity organizations growing and, and the movement growing. And it is going to become very uncomfortable uh, to say, I am an Israeli, I'm, a, I, I'm pro-Israel. Uh, and, and we need to just keep that pressure going. Uh, to both my guests, shukran so much for your interesting insights on this issue. Uh, Dr. Faisal Suleiman, the chairperson of SAMNET and the, uh, one of the coordinators for the Palestine Solidarity Alliance, uh, Mr. Nazim Adam. Shukran so much. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thanks for having us. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to have to end off the show there. Indeed, there's been uh, some really fascinating insights on this topic. Uh, before I go, I just want to remind you, the listener, of uh, some of the practical measures that uh, Muslims can undertake uh, in support of uh, our AXA, and that is to fast on Monday and Thursday. Uh, the MJC and the Al-Quds Foundation are coordinating a an event at the Newfields Masjid uh, after or for Maghrib uh, this uh, Thursday, where you can uh, break your fast there as well. Uh, they've urged imams to, uh, to perform kunut nazila, uh, to invoke uh, Allah's help on this particular issue. That is from Thursday at Maghrib to Isha on Friday evening, uh, if I'm correct. Um, and uh, if you want any further details, do contact the MJC or the Al Quds Foundation. Uh, from myself, Tasneem Adams, uh, shukran so much for tuning in. Just one message quickly that came through from a listener on 6563 asking, um, would it be safe to go to Mashra Aqsa after performing Hajj. The advice from the ulama is absolutely please visit uh, Masjid Al-Aqsa. So, uh, yes, from myself, Tasneem Adams, shukran so much uh, to you, the listener, for tuning in uh, and to Faiza for assisting me on the other side. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.